This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. This idea about who God really is to us. I mean, who is he to us? He's a great God. He allowed us to get up this morning and start on our way, did he not? He, look, he rocked you all night long, amen, from up high. So who is God really to us? We know that he loves us, and he demonstrates that by allowing us to come in here all dressed up this morning. Some of us wake up on Sunday morning, and we think about, oh, what, what am I going to wear? We think about, how long, is it, how, how long do I have to prepare so I can get to service on time? But do we think about who we're going there to get in, in, in their presence? Amen? Amen? Because the, the idea is that if our God is all that, and he is, then it should be all about him. Not what we wear on Sunday morning. <laughs> Not, not, not if, if I'm going to be a few minutes early, but it's all about him. So this morning, how big is your God? How big is your God? Does he outdistance what you wear? Does he outdistance how you give? Because today is Pastor's Appreciation Day. And my God, my God, I don't know about you, but my God is so much bigger than what I got in my bank account. Amen? And that means, so whatever I got in my bank account, I'm going to the teller and getting some of it and give it to my pastor. Amen? So I'm going to do something. If you didn't have an opportunity to bless pastor this morning, just hold your hand up. I know the usher will come and get it. If you had, if, if you had, if you had an opportunity and you just didn't get a chance to do it, and the usher will come and get it. Amen? Amen. Why? Because our God is bigger than what we think we need in the bank. He's bigger than that. You want a car. He's bigger than that. Ladies, you want a husband. <laughs> He's bigger than that. Amen. How big is your God? The Bible tells us in Isaiah 6.1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the throne of his robe filled the temple. Hallelujah. 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 Is that how you see your God? Does he fill the temple? Does he, does he, does he, feel, does he, does he feel the spaces that you have in life, in everyday life? Do you, how about this? Do you fill those blank spaces with him? Amen? Do you fill those lonely days and lonely nights with him? See? And the Bible is full of scriptures that deal with this very subject. So when we think about the Lord God, do you see him high and lifted up? Do you see him Filling those spaces, those areas uh, that you feel there's a need in. When you, well, well, Pastor, I, I, I need a house. 
Do you see him as being bigger than that? Amen? Well, pastor, I need a promotion on my job. I've been working all these years, and, and they just won't, they won't promote me. They won't promote me. They won't promote me. And you're frustrated, and you go into work frustrated. You go home frustrated. You go home to your husband, your wife, all frustrated. And the fact is that God is bigger than all that. And at the same time that we're frustrated and we're fussing and we have an attitude when we get home, God's providence for your life is running in the background, church. That program is running in the background, and he will have his way with you. He will, he will run all the things that he has purpose for you, but you got, to, you got to determine for yourself, how big is God? Is he that big to you? Does he outdistance all that stuff, all the traffic, all the noise that we get in the world? Hallelujah. Praise him. Amen. The emphasis on the weightiness of God can be found throughout the scripture. And we find it today. You got your Bibles with you? You got your Bibles with you? You got your word? You got it with you? Hold it up. This is my Bible. This is my word. It is the word of God. I am what it says I am. And I can do what it says I can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we find this dynamic in the book of Job. Join me there. In the book of Job, Job chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 2. I'll be reading now the NIV in the book of Job. Amen? In the land of us, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Verse 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, I love this. Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Ah, what did God do? God, God, said, God said, Satan, have you considered Job? My man. Have you, have you considered, have you, look, I know, you, I know you're running around and, and wreaking havoc in a lot of folks' lives, but check out Job. He's, he's, he's a righteous man. Notice, does your Bible say, he's my servant? And so God says, have at it. Who in here today feels like God, God has, you know, is righteous? You, you, you're righteous, amen? You live good life. Come on. You, you live a good life. And God must have said to Satan, have at it. Have at it. Have at it. That's what he did to Job. He says, have you considered Job? Then all the way over verse 22. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. After losing virtually everything he owns and all his family, except for, watch this, his wife. Except for his wife. 
Everything was gone. His money, he was wealthy. His land, his family, kids, gone. All but his wife. And so you might be sitting there and asking yourself, why would, why, why would God allow something like this to happen to his servant? Why would God tell Satan, Satan, have at him? It's because God knew something about Job that Job didn't know about himself. We're going to get there in a minute. Amen? Amen. So after losing virtually everything he owns and all his family except for his wife, Job longs to know why these things are happening to him. He is, after all, a righteous man. And while his so-called friends, probably got any of those, <laughs> they didn't think he was so righteous. But God deemed him righteous. Amen. And he does not question Job's righteousness. He questions the fact that Job is struggling at all now. That's heavy. God's not questioning his righteousness. Because a man lost everything, his children, his money, his land. And he's, and, and yes, he's struggling with, why, what, what, what I do? What, what, what I do? God's not concerned. God knows about the man's righteousness. What God is concerned with is the fact that he's struggling at all. He had a job. He didn't have a job. He, he, he had people working for him. He was wealthy. Gone. Gone. So God doesn't question his righteousness. He questions the fact that the man is struggling at all. Why? Because God thought this man knew him. See? You see, the fact that Job is struggling with the providence of God in his life is indicative of a God problem. Anybody in here other than me ever had a God problem? Oh, come on. Tell the truth and shame. We thought we had something. We were, we were rolling. Amen. We were rolling. Come on, brothers. We, we, we were rolling, and some of us were rolling in dough. Others of us were rolling in other things. But, 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 but we were on a roll. We were on a roll, and, and all of a sudden, God, come on with me. Amen? Amen. And when we were on a roll, we were, we were pretty righteous. You know, our, our grandmothers made us behave. And all of a sudden, Gone, Pastor. Gone. And we see the fact that Job is struggling 
providence of God in his life. And that's indicative of a God problem. Job had lost sight or perhaps never really knew how big his God was. Maybe he never knew. Maybe, maybe he never really, really understood and conceived how big his God was. He needed to see that God was far bigger than his own finite wisdom and understanding and far mightier than anything that he had. But sometimes we can have so much, we stop seeing God. Sometimes our cup can be filled so full, we're busy sipping, but we're not seeing God. And when the and when the dust cleared and all his things were gone, he didn't even know God. And that's what God was upset about here. So what does God do? Finally, God responds to Job in chapters 38 through 41. He puts more than 60 questions to Job to show him his own his own weakness, his own finitude. And contrastly, God shows his majesty and his strength. And he's about to go off right here. Job 38, verse 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind. Has the, Lord, has the Lord ever spoken to you and it felt like it was like a whirlwind? And it was, it was kind of like, well, Lord, you could just whisper it to me. <laughs> but, but the Lord wanted to make it clear. The Lord wanted to bring something to you with clarity. Amen? Verse 2. This is the Lord. Who is this who in darkness counsel words without knowledge. This is the Lord speaking to Job. Who is this? It goes on, verse 3. Now prepare yourself like a man. God says, God says to him, he says, he says, who is this? Who's speaking about stuff you don't know anything about? Now prepare yourself. Like a man, you're going to take this. Translation. Prepare, look, get ready. Prepare yourself for this. He says, now prepare yourself like a man. I will answer you. He says, I will question you, and you shall answer me. Ah. See, I don't know. I would be trying to run hide somewhere. He says, he, says, I, he says, prepare yourself like a man. In other words, man up. You know, you, you, you look, you got, you're all that. Man up. Talking about the things you got and doing the things you were doing. You lose a little bit, you start to cry. He says, man up. He says, I will question you and you will answer me. Verse 4. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? 
me if you have understanding. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Mr. Man. Or who stretched the line upon it? Verse 6. To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? The Lord continues to question. We're not going to go through 60. But can you imagine? Can, can, can you imagine being put in that position? And Job gets the picture. Watch this. And Job gets the picture. Because he responds by saying down in chapter 40, verse 4 through 5, he, he responds. This is Job saying. He says, he says, behold, I am a small account. What shall I answer you? I love this. He says, he says I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once, and I will not answer yes twice, but I will proceed no further. In other words, he goes, <laughs> but it's too late. <laughs> Look, that, 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 that horse is already out the gate down the track, and the Lord is reading him up one side of the street and down the other. Amen? Chapter 42, verse 3. This is, this is Job continuing. He says, he says, you ask, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I, what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I do not know. Chapter 42, verse 6. Therefore, watch this. Therefore, I despise myself, Job says, and repent and what does, he do? what does he do? And repent in dust and ashes. Amen? He says, he says, therefore, I despise myself. I know I messed up. I get it. Lord, have mercy on me. <laughs> he, says, I, he, says, I know I, he says, I know I blew it. Job had, had, had a God problem. And the word... Finitude here speaks uh, to our having limits or bounds on how we think. In other words, a limited imagination. We, 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 only, we can only think so far. Some of us can't think past our purse. Come on. Some, some of us can't think past our car. Somebody can't think past our house. Finitude. It's that, it's that the, we're limited in what we do between our ears. Our imagination has been stifled. But don't you know we serve a big God? Amen? Amen. Way past your imagination. Way past anything you can ask or think. But the problem is, we're like Joe, we stop thinking. And we stop thanking him. When anything happens, we stop thanking him. We even stop seeing him. Job stopped seeing him. 
fact, we, in fact, we understand now that maybe he never did see him. Amen? This thing, this thing, finitude, it limits our comprehensions of things impossible to measure or calculate. In other words, it, it, it stops us from going beyond the things that are in front of our face. You got, look, you got to get out of the box. God, look, we serve a big God, and he wants you to come out that box. Get out that box. I know that your, that your mother and your father didn't do this. Your mother and father only went so far. Look, God's got some places for you to go. Amen? 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 He's not drawn a line in the sand of your life and says, stop here. He drew a line in the sand of your life and told the devil no further. But for you and for me, he says, you get, go ahead and get out of your box. How about this? This is the World Series is going on, right? Swing for the fences. Amen? Swing for the fences. He's saying, go for it. Go for it. Because he's, he's bigger than we want to believe he is. He's greater than we want to believe he is. And he wants more for us even than we want for ourselves. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 3, verse 20, NIV. And now unto him who is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. There it is. According to his power that is at work within us. Church, there is some stuff at work in you. Amen. Amen. That his power, his power is at work within you. It's in you. And, and actually, you can't do anything about it. Now, you can sit on it to your detriment, but my, the word of God says, the word of God says, now unto him who is able to do, him who? Him. Hallelujah. Is he that big for you? Amen. Is he that big for you? According to him. According to him, to do the things that we can't even imagine that he would do for us. And the things that God wants to do for you is imaginable, okay? You can't measure it. You can't calculate this. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Job had a God problem. You and I have had a God problem. But bless God, we, are, we got his word. We have the word of God. Hallelujah. We got, Job, look, Job didn't have this word, but you got the word of God. And you know that God is working something in you right now. See? Right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till, till your house burned down. Amen? You go ahead and start praising him now. Amen? Look, look if you'll praise him now, he'll give you a bigger house. Amen? Amen? Don't wait till the trouble come. Amen? Don't wait till Satan, Satan is at your doorstep. Amen? You start thanking him right now. Right now. For what, Pastor? For all that he's already doing in your life. Amen? For all that he, look, you may, not, you may not even see it. But praise God, I know down in your spirit. Come on. I know down in your spirit. Your nor is telling you that God's got so much more for you than you currently have. Praise him. Praise him. Pastor, I'm going to hurry up. <laughs> got a long way to go, a short way to get there. But here's what I want you to see. We'll go right to the text. 
Sometimes you can go for something and you can, you can know that, okay, that's for me. That's really for me. So I'm going to go for it. Apply for a job. And you apply for that job and you know you're qualified and they tell you not only will they accept your application, they said, they said they're not going to give you an application. Amen? They're not going to give you an application. I know a fella who that happened to in 1959. They wouldn't give him an application. His current job was a garbage man. He wanted to apply for a job in the radio division. But he, they told him, you can't have an application. You can't have it. So he left, went, told a friend. Friend told him, look, you report to that job on Monday morning. Just report to the job. He reported to that job, and they welcomed him with open arms. You hear me? They had told him he couldn't apply, but they welcomed him with open arms. Why? Because before they posted that job, it was already his. Amen? Before they, before they post, look, before the, before the position was open, it was already his. Look, there are some things that's already yours. They're, they're already yours. You just have to start walking in it. Amen? You just have to start believing in it. Amen? You just have to start, go ahead and start thanking God for it. Amen? Just go ahead and start thanking him for it. Because there, there is nothing that you can put your mind to that God won't do as long as it aligns with his word. Amen? Amen? His word, his word says that he says, my word will never return void, and it will accomplish what I set it to do. Hallelujah. 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 There is some word that's a loose in your life, and God's going to bring it to fruition. Amen. It shall not come back void. It shall not fall flat. It will come back and accomplish everything that he has said it to do. Hallelujah. 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 Is your God that big? Hallelujah. Is your God that big? Come on and thank him. Come on and praise him. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.